Hey, hey, what is up, everyone? This is Ette with another episode of Eco Law and Science. Today, I want to talk about micro clover. And about two years ago, we started seeing it in Park City. People were planting it in their lawn. And then I'd get people calling, hey, can you install micro clover? Can we still treat? Can we spray weeds with micro clover? Tell me more about it. So I've kind of had to learn on the job, but um, it's a really interesting concept and a plant. Um, so I just want to share a little bit about it. It, it. In some situations, it's a great fit. For some, it may not be what they're looking for, but you may see it in the news. You may see it as the next problem solver. Um, but the funny thing is it's nothing new. It's, it's been around forever. In fact, before you know, before the 50s when these weed controls, these, these herbicides really got popular uh, in lawn care, um, you know, most people were targeting just dandelions, plantains, and other broadleaf weeds, but white clover um, was often left because it's green. It's a, a white clover. It, it's clovers, and then it has those white heads. I'm sure you've seen it. Now people consider it a weed, and they go nuts by it. But um, it's green. It stays green year round. It's a nitrogen fixer. Um, it's a great ground cover. The the white flowers seed, and they attract bees. Um, which originally is why people wanted it, it. It got classified as a weed for many, just because the bees. You know, you'd have your kids out in the lawn. The clover's attracting bees on the lawn. It's not. You know, bees and kids aren't always the best, the best fit. Um, now in 2020, people want bees more than ever, and I understand that. Um, but this is originally why it kind of became considered a weed. But before the 50s, uh, people loved clover in their lawns, um, and now, like I said, now it's people just want to get rid of it. It's uh, considered a broadleaf weed. They don't like it. Well, it is coming back with a vengeance, and this time it's called micro clover. So it's a little bit of a smaller clover, but in the same family. Um, the the wheat the the leaves do not get as wide as your traditional clover. It has smaller leaves and has a lower growth habit. So it stays pretty low to the ground. And when you seed at a good rate, it mixes um, with most turf grass species. Um, better than a white clover, so your traditional clover without the clumps. Um, and so for that reason, it's coming back. Um, let's talk a little bit about why because I, when I first started getting calls, I didn't know as much about it. And I thought, why would you want to put clover? We get rid of clover. And then I realized, wow, clover actually has some benefits. So micro clover is actually a legume. And so being a legume, it can convert atmospheric nitrogen into organic nitrogen. So basically, it take nitrogen sources that are in the air that plants can't utilize, and it can convert them um, into um, a source that actually turf grass, your lawn, can actually use. So that's why they're called nitrogen fixers. Um, and this process actually takes place in the root nodules um, by, the, by, the, by, the, uh, by the root zone. So um, really fascinating, a really cool thing. One of the studies that I read from the University of was uh, Penn State, yeah, all right, Penn State back in Pennsylvania, um, which is a, such a great little area. I've been out there quite a few times. Is that they actually say that having some micro clover in your lawn, so mixed in with your lawn, can reduce the need for nitrogen significantly. Like they claim one to two pounds per thousand square feet a year. So let me back that up. Depending on where you are in the in the country, in the world, will depend on the climate zone, will depend on the type of grass you have. But every grass um, will need a certain amount of nitrogen added as an additive to be healthy, to be successful. An example here in Utah, the USU extension says it needs about four to five pounds per thousand square feet a year of nitrogen. And so that they're recommending that. So if you were to go on your lawn and mark out, let's say you have a 2,000 square foot lawn in the front, 
just a big patch of grass. It's 2,000 square feet, which is common. That means by the course of the whole year, you need to feed that lawn, that that uh, those, that grass, that plant, um, about 8 to 10 pounds of nitrogen for that whole area, for the whole year. Okay, so that's why a lot of lawn companies have programs because you can't put it all down at one. You put eight to ten eight to ten pounds of nitrogen at one time, you're gonna you're gonna cause some trouble. You're gonna burn some stuff. And so anyway, that's why lawn programs will bait, break it up between four, five, or six treatments, putting down a quarter of a pound or half a pound of nitrogen per visit. But what's fascinating about this microclover and this research that they've done, it says that they can reduce that one to two pounds. So if you need, let's say your lawn needs four pounds for Kentucky Blue and Utah or Colorado, you can cut it in half the amount of fertilizer that you use just by adding some variety, some adding some microclover into the soil, um, into your lawn and mix it in. It's actually pretty cool. It has a dark green color, so homeowners like it. Now, as far as how much to plant, there have been different trials. Um, one of the ones I read by the University of Maryland, um, they mix the microclover with hard fescue, chewing fescues, terp-type fescues, and bluegrass. And basically, they did about 5%, and they did a 10% of, that, of the weight microclover of the mix. And what happened was it actually dominated uh, when the mix was – when it was mixed with hard or chewing fescues – um, so really what happened is they got mostly microclover and it didn't get a lot of turf. So they're still working on a smaller mix rate instead of that 5-10%. Can they get away with 1-3%? to When they mix that 5-10% in with Kentucky Blue or with a grass like um, – uh, what was it? It was more of just a fescue, um, not a chewing, but a what, – what was it? A tall fescue. Yeah, sorry. Um, it seemed like the first six months or so, it looked like the, the microclover was dominating and, and really overpowering it. But then after – the year it actually seemed to balance out pretty good so still some mixed results there as far as how much microclover to go in but it seems that it does better with certain types of grass more the blue the tall fescues um, one of the tricky things is yeah if you do have a weed control program your weed controls will impact um, the microclover so if you have a company that comes and they spray weeds you need to specifically have a note on your account that says do not spray clover. You must spot treat dandelions or, or whatever it is, thistle, morning glory, but do not spray the clover because if they do get it on um, – now, it is a hardy plant, but if that weed control has some dicamba in it and some spreader sticker, it will take out your, your microclover. So you got to be very aware of that. You can still do it, and we have notes on for the clients that we're doing it. We just have notes, hey, don't touch their microclover. They're trying to encourage it. So um, – as far as diseases, they did find uh, that same University of Maryland did some research plots back in 2011 in the summer, and they were they did find that um, this with the hottest time of the year, it was like mid July, um, there were some uh, southern blight, so there was some disease, but not not as bad as a as a turf grass. Um, as far as you know, what happens in the fall, it does. So when you get that frost, it can kind of die back, um, at least the top part, looking like it's dead. But the roots and the crowns, they're still alive, and so they can emerge as the weather begins to warm the next spring. Um, as far as heat and drought tolerant, which is a massive problem here in Utah, it does okay. What, what they have found, the same university, um, um, the University of Maryland, what they found with that testing was – Basically, the majority of it, once it hit the hot of the summer with not, you know, with no rain, um, no no irrigation, it did. It was dying off as as a turf would, um, and so, you know, definitely some 
some drought issues with that one. So definitely some positives and negatives like everything. Um, just real quick, if you wanted to put, if you said, hey, I like this, it sounds great. You know, I can reduce the nitrogen. I can have uh, more variety in my lawn, bring the bees back. What you would do is let's say you already have some grass, whether it's a full lawn or a partial lawn with some bare spots, you could buy bags, 50 pound bags, 40 pound bags of micro clover. Um, I know there's a site called whygoodnature.com and they sell it. They call it the micro green. And I've heard a lot of good things about that. But once you got it, you would apply one pound of the microgreen microclover would cover about 600 square feet. So if you have 1,000 square feet, you're putting down about two pounds. So it's not too bad. And just like a normal grass seed, you would just go ahead and, and spread it on top and and water it and, and keep it safe. You know, maybe a protective blanket, something like that to cover it. Um, yeah, and let it let it just kind of fill in and take over where it needs to. If you have a new lawn, let's say you want to you start a brand new lawn, um, it, it, they recommend mixing it with a turf grass. So probably depending on where you are, will depend on what type of grass. But again, we're talking cool season, that tall fescue, that Kentucky blue. Um, so you're starting along from scratch and you want to in include this. I would, you would mix it in. Um, and then you would seed it about 10 pounds per thousand, um, with your normal seed. And then you would spread your micro clover separately at about two pounds per thousand. So hopefully that makes sense. So you take your seed, your grass seed blend, your big bag, and you put 10 pounds. So if you have a thousand square foot, you're going to use 10 pounds of that seed. And then separately, you'll, you'll go over it after that's out. You go over it again and put down the micro clover at about 2000, uh, I'm sorry, two pounds per thousand. So, so there you have it. So it's, it's cool. Um, a lot of great places for it obviously if you have a lot of young kids and you don't want to have bees flying around the grass stinging them i understand that um if you don't and you're interested in trying to bring in more bees um, pollinators back in and you're interested in more diversity in your lawn and you're okay with with some clover and some white flowers then this is a cool option um it's it's affordable it's not too expensive again the big thing is just it, it's it, the neat thing is that it can reduce the nitrogen need um, in almost in half, it seems from the research and, you know, it's a big deal. And also, you know, less maintenance, it's going to keep your lawn green. Um, but on the weed control will be more complicated because you will have to spot tree to make sure you don't, you don't hit any of it with your, with your, uh, weed control. So anyway, I've seen it. Um, you know, it looks, we're not used to it, right? Like we're used to these perfect green lawns in America. Um, I think once you get past that, you understand the benefits and, it actually looks pretty cool if you're okay with it. I know many people will not. And maybe at some point they will. It'll change. Um, but either way, I get it. And um, yeah, cool product if you're looking for some diversity. Uh, and that's Micro Clover. So hope that helps. Have a good one.